Hello and welcome to Let the Bird Fly, a podcast about living freely in a world given back to us. This is Wade here in not our studio, uh, in our church basement, um, as we're taking a little time off from being at the college this week. And uh, we're trying to bust out some more podcast sessions for you, our students, and then maybe for some of those who want to listen in as well. Um, It is Monday. Is there a liturgical name for this Monday? The Monday of Lent 4? I'm sure there is. But it, that would be something like that, right? So, yeah. Because it was just Lent 4, right? The, yeah. The, the, yeah. Okay. Monday of Lent 4, I guess. Yeah. And we uh, the news has come out now that uh, our governor, uh, Evers, in Wisconsin is... Now, Mike and I have read different things on this. Um, is going to be ordering basically a shelter at home, but I think they're calling it safe at home or something Um, a little positive democratic uh spin on things yeah uh and uh and so we don't know exactly what that means for the rest of the week uh mike thinks this will be announced tomorrow and start wednesday and i don't necessarily disagree with mike but uh i've seen some things that maybe indicate it would start tomorrow so so we may have uh some challenges recording here sitting down together uh to do these going forward, and so we may have to, uh, you know, reconsider how we do some things. Uh, There's the possibility we can record some stuff on Zoom online, but we're hoping to really plug away today and then maybe tomorrow. We're going to find out for sure what what tomorrow's looking like. But this is uh, one of our COVID-19 online learning sessions, and this is going to be for Theology 110. It's going to wrap up our discussion of the large catechism. And it's really not a discussion of the large catechism because this section uh, of the six chief parts isn't really addressed in the large catechism. And so, uh, at least not with its own dedicated section. (coughs) And so students, you may be wondering, well, what am I supposed to read? Uh, You don't really have to read anything. Normally we just walk through the small catechism uh, today in class uh, for the keys and confession. So we're going to be talking about the uh, confession and, and absolution which is one of the, the chief parts in the small catechism, and uh, and what that means and, and what it looks like in the Christian life. And so we're, this will be a, a shorter one. I, I set a time goal for us. We'll see if I can keep it. I won't say what it is because listeners <coughs> will be watching closely and then mocking me if I don't make it. But um, I'll, I'll just briefly, uh, from the small catechism, when Luther addresses the keys, He's going to talk about first what the keys are, um, and that is that the power that Christ gave to his church to forgive the sins of penitent sinners, um, but to refuse the forgiveness to the impenitent. He's going to talk about how a Christian congregation uses them, forgiving those who repent, um, and then uh, not forgiving those who do not. Uh, And then what confession looks like. Confession has two parts. This was big because um, in the Roman Catholic Church, confession has an additional, uh, very important part. Uh, you are to auricularly confess, then you receive the absolution. That's two parts. But then you're to receive penance, right, to make satisfaction. And Luther does not include that. So um, the two parts is that we should confess our sins um, and then that we receive absolution or forgiveness from the pastor as from God himself. Uh, so, Mike, in, in general, um, what comes to mind when we talk about the ministry of keys and confessions, uh, whether it be Christ's giving of it, what it means for us, what it looks like in the Christian life? 
Yeah, I, you know, the key thing, think about, you know, doors being unlocked, right? The door of heaven is locked or it's unlocked. And, and how we, that is judged is not by what we have done, but by God's grace, his forgiveness of sins, a righteousness by faith rather than a righteousness by law. When we think about a means of grace, and this is actually a very difficult concept. It shouldn't be, but it is. And I've just always had trouble teaching catechism kids this. And I was doing some catechism with my kids this morning. We're all homeschoolers. Yes. So I go, what does the word means mean? And I say, by what means of transportation did you get here? And they go, oh, that's easy, right? But then I say, how now, what does the means of grace mean? The, the, the means by which God's grace comes to us. And it's just a tough concept for catechism age kids to get, but I, I think our students will understand. Think about it this way. Jesus died on the cross a long time ago, halfway across the world, 2,000 years ago, halfway across the globe. How does that get to you? I mean, it's actually a profound question. How does that information, how does that forgiveness in a more spiritual sense get to you? Well, the means of grace. So when we preach the word of God, baptize babies, have Holy Communion for the forgiveness of sins, when we announce as pastors the absolution, it's Latin for absolvo, I forgive you. You can maybe even think um, you're absolutely forgiven if that's a, a, a memory device. You can remember what absolution means. The delivery of the forgiveness of sins earned at the cross is given to you. The reality is at the cross, but it's also a reality right now. And this is a very beautiful thing. And notice that there's no degrees of separation between God and the sinner. This is profoundly Christian, that God again hides so that he may be intimate with us. And so one of the questions I like to ask students is, notice that when the absolution is spoken, it says, I forgive you. What does that mean? And Luther says to receive it as from God himself. Okay. Doesn't say God forgives you. Doesn't say God loves you. Doesn't say I think God loves you. There's no degree of separation. You know, there's a degree of separation between the sinner and God if it's only a pronouncement of something. Um, <clears throat> but when it is I forgive, that's very intimate. And where that gets played out in the Christian life is it's one thing to say here, oh, God loves me and he forgives sinners. But what about me? Right? And this is where absolution kind of is unique in this, although all of it's for you. Right? Uh, that's why preaching should not be about the gospel, but a preaching of the gospel. Baptism is for you. Communion is for you. But absolution is different because it is a, a forensic kind of thing. I heard that specific sin and I forgive that specific sin. And this is why I think it's kind of a tragedy that we have let and go by the wayside a, a private absolution in favor of more of a corporate absolution. Still valuable, still good. In fact, there's something cool about the corporate apps. Cool is not the right word, but we're all in this boat together, right? We all confess our sins together. Um, it's a, one of the great equalizers. Sin, grace, and death are the great equalizers. But... I know that there are people in the pews that maybe aren't paying attention or have said, if pastor knew what I did last night, he wouldn't have said that. But when someone comes into the office and says, I had an abortion 20 years ago, and this is the first time I've been admitting it uh, in a public way, and you still hear the words, I forgive. Not, oh, I think God likes, I forgive. 
as if Christ was saying those words in the stead of Christ. I forgive you. That is really powerful. That is, I mean, you can't, I, I, I don't know of anything else more powerful than that, than that word of forgiveness, right? So uh, absolution and, and confession is just such a beautiful thing for the Christian and, and something we kind of poo-poo a little bit as Roman Catholic. Oh, I, I just, I wonder if we had a pattern of confession absolution that the parish pastor would be doing a lot less um, marital counseling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think marital counseling for me was trying to get both people to th think that they're wrong, that they're forgiven, and that they should forgive each other. Yeah, I, I used to joke with my people that 99% of my counseling turned into confession mm -hmm. and absolution. And um, really, when we think about it at the end of the day, the biggest problem we face is 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 our sin uh, and so there's there's a a value in confronting it and speaking it one of the differences um between roman catholic uh confession and absolution or confession i guess you'd say <coughs> as i learned it and experienced growing up in lutheran um how lutherans practice private confession and absolution is that luther does not expect you to enumerate all your sins right you're not supposed to be able to list your sins it's especially there for you to go there to your pastor with sins that are troubling you, that are weighing heavily on you. And there's a certain power to speaking those uh, sins out loud and then hearing another person say to you, I forgive you, and knowing that's God's forgiveness. Um, it is absolutely true that we can confess our sins to God and be forgiven on our own. But, um, but most of us have experienced a time in life where we finally have confided in a friend or a loved one. Um, we've spoken that thing that we've been holding in. And the relief that can come, well, that, that is also part of the value of private confession and absolution. And knowing that when you confess to your pastor, because you are confessing to God, this is not something that's going to go anywhere else. And I assure you, uh, well, I can at least 99% assure you, your pastor is going to be, um, he's not going to think less of you for having confessed. I would sometimes have people who would come in to confess something to me, and they would say, you know, Pastor, I'm so sorry you're going to think so much uh, less of me after this. And I would say, no, I, God has, has brought you to this office to be unburdened. What a marvelous thing. Like we don't know already. Yeah, I'd say I'm more concerned with the other 374 people who aren't burdened by their sin uh, and, and want to hear the word of absolution. And so this is not either, this is not for sure it's not, being called into the principal's office, you know, to to kind of have to give account for what you've done. The whole point is the absolution, which which follows. I, I do see us recovering private confession and absolution somewhat in our parishes. People are at least talking about it more. But it is something I would say. If you're ever really troubling or troubled by a sin, you're really struggling with it, um, remember that the devil can use guilt too. We saw this with Judas and worldly sorrow. Um, feeling sorry for sin is, is not the goal. Um, the goal is to be forgiven, right? Feeling sorry for sin is very dangerous um, if it's not godly sorrow that leads to the forgiveness of sins being uh, pronounced. People make very bad decisions when they're overwhelmed with guilt and with shame. And so uh, the church has been given this marvelous gift of being the place to have forgiveness spoken. And so uh, you know, I would encourage people reach out to your pastor um, if you find yourself in that situation. Um, 
the devil is a masterful artist with guilt and shame and and uh you know let your pastor speak him away let him let him put Jesus Christ into the uh, in 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 that place and 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 have that righteousness uh that is yours through faith declared to you it's something i've found very helpful in my life um and i i think it's something that um if people actually understood i think people are so afraid of going and, and saying their sins and then they'll be thought less of um but but your pastor is there precisely to be the person who gives you grace and forgiveness or or I don't know how to do it right. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. This is not, then you're in a righteousness by law. There's not a right or right. And there's templates out there. But the end of the day is, um, you confess to your pastor what's troubling you. Um, and in so doing, you're confessing to God and then your pastor speaks for God himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus institutes the keys and says, whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. And so as a representative of the church, the pastor pronounces that and, and you are forgiven. Something we should, we should play with a little bit is, uh, the goal is a is a clear conscience, right? right. And so uh, Luther's very pastoral at this, is what's bothering your conscience, right? Um, you know, you may, you know, do something bad, you know you're forgiven, you move on, it doesn't bother your conscience. You have had the forgiveness of sins pronounced to you in many ways. That, that's fine, you know? You don't have to go to the pastor and try to recount everything that you did for the past week. Um, it would take forever anyway, right? But what is bothering you right now? And I, now, if you're honest with yourself, you're probably going to find something that bothers you, right? right. I mean, so, uh, and, and that pattern, I think about the law and gospel pattern of the Christian life. It's kind of a heartbeat, right? So you think of a heartbeat, a heart, uh, uh, you know, pumping. And uh, the greater the law, the greater the gospel in a certain sense. Right. So if I if I really think I'm sinful, then the, the gospel is just that much sweeter. And um, and so instead of a shallow heartbeat, it's a powerful heartbeat. Law, gospel, law, gospel, law, gospel. If it's just kind of a slap on the wrist law and yeah, Jesus loves me or something like that, then it's kind of a law, gospel, law, gospel, rather than a very strong heartbeat. And, and so the terrors of the conscience that are relieved by the by the gospel um, this kind of passionate, uh, this passionate life that really does take sin seriously. That's not a bad thing. That is a good thing, right? Um, if you have, if you always have the gospel that's there and let me tell you, your pastor wants to hear it and, um, he's not going to tell anybody else, or at least he shouldn't. And, and I don't know about you, but I was never tempted to tell my wife about the sins that I heard. Um, because when you're in that position where you, where you hear and you, and you forgive, you're saddened by that sin. You feel bad for the person and their family and you're delighted in the forgiveness of sins. And, and it takes a lot out of you and you get home with your wife and you don't want to burden her with that. Right. Um, and because it's for, because you're forgiven, uh, and because you pronounce forgiveness, there is a relief there. You don't want to go back. Right. You don't want to rehash this. You don't want to talk to your buddies about this or anything like that. It's it's done. You want to move on. Believe me, the pastor wants to move on and really does as much as, as you do. Uh, it is a cleansing. It is a starting over. It is a clean slate kind of thing. And so when done properly, yeah, you don't have to worry about things. And, and there's been a couple of 
I can think of like three or four instances where people unannounced came in and said, I like, like, I need you right now. <laughs> and uh, to have the confession absolution right there, uh, that was the way it should be. I need you right now. I don't care about any of that stuff. I need you yeah. right now to tell me this. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, I remember even in the parish <clears throat> myself, uh, I, I was blessed because we had a prep school bias to have pastors in the parish. And I remember one Sunday I was getting ready for the service to start, and I myself was just not in a good place and kind of grabbing one of the guys in the parish who was a pastor and saying, hey, I need you in my office. And I think he probably thought, like, I was mad about something. <laughs> I said, hey, uh, I need an absolution real quick, <laughs> you know. Uh, it is something that, it may seem trite just to have this spoken to you, but I would say, too, look at what's the power of therapy, right? Mm -hmm. um, people recognize when it comes to therapy, there's a power in speaking about this and saying them. And with therapy, uh, and I'm not underwriting therapy, I think it can be very important, right? They're going to help you have a behavioral change or gain some perspective. Uh, how much more to, to speak this thing um, when you know that the, that guilt and, and shame is going to be taken away by Christ. Um, and so it, uh, the church ought to be where we feel safest uh, speaking about those struggles. It's sad sometimes that it's not that. And um, I don't deny that there's times where the church seems anything but that. Um, but that really ought to be the case. And, and so hopefully this is something we see um, a value in. in yeah, when you go to therapy, you are you are trying you're looking for freedom from something. Yep. Um, this is the fastest way that's there, and and the past is not to say that you replace therapy no. with confession and absolution. No. That, that's yeah. not what we're saying. Yeah. But. but sometimes therapy can be like, well, you need to forgive yourself first. How about this? Right. <laughs> God forgives you. Let's start yeah. with that, and then yeah, there's and and pastoral advice after the the rite of confession absolution. Probably is an art form, you know, that uh, that our, our uh, wise pastors with many years of experience can can tell you. It's just like kind of something that comes along with knowing your people and and going through this over and over again. What's the right thing to say to this person? What's the wrong thing to say at this person? Right? You know, sometimes you can be like Jesus with the woman on the well. Now go sin no more. Right? Let's let's, let's change this. It may be um, something where you're like you know what, we're going to be back here next week and that's going to be okay, buddy. Yeah. Or it may be, here is something to work on. You know, the next time, I mean, I can remember, call me the next time you're ready to do A, B, or C. Just call me, right? You almost act like a, like an AA sponsor in that, in that sense. So uh, it's something that there is going to be that advice. It's not just a going through the motions kinds of thing. It is a pastoral, it's a pastoral act. Yeah, I think that covers enough for now, Mike. I, I said we'd try to keep... I'm, I'm going to hit my target for time here on this one. So um, I will simply say, if anything reminds us to let the bird fly, it is confession and absolution where the pastor lets the bird fly as he pronounces free uh, and full forgiveness and where the absolvee, the one absolved, the penitent, is able to let the bird fly as well and have the world given back to her or to him uh, through the grace of... Of God. So this kind of wraps up the large catechism. 110 students, we are going to be in the church history section now. We have a Winging It series on church history that I'm going to have you listen to. Um, I talked about it a little bit in the video I sent yesterday about our plan forward. <clears throat> so when you go to letthebirdfly.com, um, when you go to episodes in that drop-down menu, there will be a Winging It thing. Go to Winging It, type in the search bar, church history, and there's 11 or 12 episodes. They're usually about a half hour 
that are there. You should be listening through those and taking notes. We don't have a, a textbook for this section, um, but be working through that. I will get more information up on my WLC for that too, and then you'll be submitting your notes. So that's where we'll be going next. And then Hammer of God, we're still figuring out how we're going to do that because we had always done in-class presentations for that. Uh, that's going to be harder to do as we're kind of uh, facing asynchronous learning right now with everything going on. Um, so I'll be updating on that. Uh, we have recorded a little bit on that in the past, um, but we'll probably have some, some more that will come out. So let the bird fly.